You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. It is a treat to be on with you this morning. We have Brad Gray and uh, Mark Holcraft here on Real Presence, hosting a kind of a special edition of Real Presence Live. We are commemorating and and thanking God for the gift of 20 years of Real Presence Radio. What a what a blessing it's been for so many of us, Mark. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was great having Ed Schmitz, yes. and I've heard his yep. name often, and I remember. Uh, even in the time when I was working in the Diocese of Crookston as a youth minister, and I was um, slowly getting involved more with mm-hmm. Presence Radio, I would occasionally be a guest on the Catholic Coach. Sure. Yeah. Uh, with Tim Moser uh, or uh, Roxanne, who is still one of our hosts, yep. was also a part of a show, and I would come in and uh, either call in or... Um, I preferred going into the studio. I still prefer going into the studio. Yeah, yeah uh, nice. So I would go into the Moorhead studio when it was there. Um, and so being a part of Real Presence Radio, uh, as Ed was talking, I was being brought back, brought back to some of that, yeah. some of those moments. Yeah, um, it's been really a cool experience for me. I, I kind of started off similar where I was a guest periodically, um, you know, m- several years ago. And and uh, when I started off at the, the diocese uh, a little over five years ago, um, the opportunity came up for, for me to fill in as a host from time to time. And it's just, it was fun. It was kind of terrifying at first, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, oh gosh, I've never done anything like this. I was kind of moved by what Ed said too. Like, these guys are coming together like, we want to start a radio station. None of us know anything about radio. Yeah. It, was, it, it was that sort of an experience, you know, like I have no idea what I'm doing here. Well, it's true. And, and true enough for me anyway, having Tim Moser be uh, the host, yeah. I, I was nervous too. Yeah. You know, and you make it out to be more than it is. Yeah. You know, you get yourself worked up. At least I did. For I got sure. myself worked up. Um, but my relationship with Tim, uh, I really, I had such a great brotherhood with Tim. Mm-hmm. And I, st- I still do. Yeah. Um, I just, I saw him more then, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was so comfortable that it was really like we were just having these conversations. We'd get into these beautiful, deep conversations of yep. faith, encouraging each other in our brotherhood and supporting each other. Well, then we just had a couple of mics in the way, yeah. you know, right, right. you know, and then it was, uh, so that experience made it much easier. Like, oh, this isn't bad. And I think that's, that's the beauty of Real Presence Radio, right? As most of us, I think, have probably had that experience of sitting down with someone and just talking about the faith and, and how edified you come out of that conversation, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and being able to have that available you know, 24-7. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty remarkable, right? Yeah. Well, and you talk about, I mentioned brotherhood earlier, yeah. and you talked earlier about when you see someone who has a bumper sticker, and you're like, yes. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, yes, it's exciting because you see Real Presence Radio. I, I joked with Therese, uh, who's on board today. I was driving behind her a couple last week, but I didn't know it was her. But I saw the RPR sticker, and I was like, nice. And then as, <laughs> as I drove by her, I was like, eh, okay, well. That's still cool. She's your coworker, but you know, people drive by. They give you thumbs up. They yeah. they honk their horn, um, and sometimes it catches me off guard. But they it's their enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it helps that like minded in faith. Yeah. Speaking of like minded in faith and brotherhood and brotherhood, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but common connections. Uh, Joe, Doctor Holcraft, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, it's fun for me to call you Dr. Holcraft because I really never do that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's more weird for me to hear you say that than it is fun for you to say it. (laughs) It Probably it's true. Um, 
So, uh, for our mm-hmm. listeners, uh, this is my brother, Joe Holcraft, uh, Dr. Holcraft, because he has a, a doctorate in theology. Uh, he has written a couple of books. Uh, he works for a group called the Avila Institute. Um, and speaking of common things, Brad, mm-hmm. he's a graduate of Franciscan University. Oh, yeah. You're All a graduate right. of Franciscan, right? Way to go, Joe. <laughs> the brother parents. Yeah, exactly. Loved Franciscan. It was an amazing experience for me, absolutely. Hey, Amen. When did you graduate? Uh, 98. 98? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yourself? I, I, I could heal the, yeah. hear the wheels uh, turning here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was there from 97 to 99. Really? So our paths may have crossed. Yeah. I, well, uh, absolutely. I actually, I guess technically I'm a 99 grad because I had transferred. I did my last two and a half years at Franciscan. I started off at UND in Grand Forks. Did the first year and a half there as a like a psychology theater major, and then kind of had okay. a re- uh, conversion, a reversion of sorts, and and went off to Steubenville sure. to study theology. Um, and then it was only probably four or five months before I was supposed to graduate that I realized that I actually was six credits short, and so I wound up taking two philosophy classes as a May session in '98. So I had six hours of philosophy a day for three weeks, which was just absolutely exhausting, but it was great. So yeah. I'm technically yeah, sure. a 99 grad, although I didn't take any classes in 99. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah, we were there at yeah, the same well, time. I've got several friends actually in the area that were at Franciscan at the same time as I was, and I didn't know any of them there, which is hilarious because yeah. it's a small school, you know? Yeah. So in yeah. the area, like in the Fargo-Moorhead yeah. area now? Yeah. So my friend Tony Flood, who's a philosophy professor here at NDSU, was with Cardinal Minch Seminary. He and his wife, Dorothy, uh, were both there. They didn't know really? each other there either. They, they met each other once they came back. To this area, Tony's from Ohio, so yeah, it's just yeah. there's a group of people that I, I didn't know them at all there, and we all wind up converging at the same spot. Huh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's well, pretty cool. You know, in different places I've gone to, you know, if I've gone into parish to talk, there's typically a Steubenville grad there who wants to talk about the faith. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So for for our listeners, uh, we got to know who's who's the older here, the elder between the two of oh, you. Joe's the elder. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Joe's, Joe's the elder. <laughs> Wiser, smarter, and I'm bigger. Okay. <laughs> I think it's pretty fair. I'm, I'm comfortable to say it, confident. <laughs> yeah, my, my oldest son, wanting to be uh, taller than me, says, Dad, why are you shorter of, of, of the two between you and Uncle Mark? So I, I hear that quite a bit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, my kids are like, Dad, if I could just be taller than you. And, it's like, and of course, they, for them, it's, I'm going to be taller than you, but the kind of it's a machismo thing. And I'm yeah. like, you guys would love it if you're taller than me. It just diffuses their desire. Like, if I could beat dad, like, hey, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, dad, yeah. not fun. Come on. Uh, you know? Yeah, I've got, uh, my, my wife has a cousin that's, I think he's he's six, seven or six, eight, maybe. Wow. And he's got a sophomore that's taller than him now. Oh, which my Which is goodness. just ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Craziness. Well, Joe, uh, our listeners, they now know more about Brad than you. <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome i I love it um i was actually even excited for this kind of conversation it's one of those if we can't get you in the room joe uh, you know you always desire for people that you want to uh, rub elbows with um sure and so uh but joe can you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so um as you had mentioned earlier uh mark i'm um i work for the avalon institute i'm, I'm director of the high calling Pro- uh, program for the Avalon Institute, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, but most importantly, I am a uh, husband and father of four. Um, 
ages, gosh, Sienna just turned seven years old. My goodness. So ages seven to 15, and my oldest is going on 25 <laughs> as of this morning. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, yeah, so uh, husband and father of four, director of the High Calling Program. Um, we've already uh, kind of discussed some of my educational or a- a- academic background. I did my... Uh, well, I transferred, like you actually, Brad, I transferred into Franciscan University mm. uh, to finish my degree in theology and, and history, actually, as well. Mm. Uh, went back to get my master's, and I was teaching at a grade school in, was it, oh four oh five, and I was asked to teach at a university at the same time. So I was a uh, junior high teacher by day and professor by night, and <laughs> it was during that time where I was I'm compelled to, to get to work on a doctorate. Mm. So I found a program where I can do a distance learning, a program that was tied to Oxford University. So for three summers I went out there hmm. um, and had the real privilege and honor to to, to study there for three summers um, while working on my dissertation, which um, emphasized uh, some of John Paul II's thought. But uh, anyhow, so finished that. Uh, I, I myself did radio for 14 years. after. Actually, after I finished the, the doctoral program, I... I was feeling called to to start an apostolate, and uh, I stepped away from teaching junior high and just focused singularly on this apostolate seeds of truth ministry, which was an apostolate devoted to evangelization and catechesis. Hmm. The evangelization arm being in radio, then I was pretty involved um, on a parish and diocesan level with um, training RCA directors and that kind of thing. So that took me to really, gosh, seven, eight months ago, and I was asked to take on the position of uh, director of the High Calling Program with the Apple Institute. So um, I moved from California back out here to Ohio, where my wife is from, and here we are. I'm uh, one of, uh, yeah, I mean, there's my wife's family, there's, there's a lot of them out here, so it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's uh, five below zero wind chill factor right now. So that's uh, oh, nothing. Right that's now. nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice try, Joe. Know, for, for you guys, it's so, nothing. But let me tell you. You get no compassion <laughs> from <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe, yeah. we, got, we got a couple minutes yet already before a break. And so can you tell us briefly, what is the Avila Institute? And when we come back from the break, if you could tell us more about what it means to be the director of the High Calling Program. But... Uh, in a nutshell, can you uh, summarize what's the Avila Institute? Yeah, so the Avila Institute is an institute of spiritual theology for spiritual direction. It was started by Dan Burke in 2012. Back in 2012, Dan uh, had written a book titled Navigating the Interior Life for Spiritual Direction, and the book was a bestseller. So Dan set out to respond to that by way of a uh, blog and, and website to just interact with people, and that took off. And so with it, <laughs> what took off was a series of webinars that ex- expanded into classes um, and ultimately kind of just blew up from there. And right now we have over a 1,000 students taking um, courses in the areas of uh, spiritual theology, spiritual mm. direction. Wow. Uh, priests, religious lay people from all over the world. It, it's exciting. I actually have been a professor with them now for uh, six years, kind of in an adjunct capacity. But uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And the Avalon Institute is touching many souls 
across the world, especially in the area of spiritual theology for spiritual direction. So praise, praise be Jesus Christ. Joe, amen. Amen to that, Joe. We're actually, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, maybe you could wrap up some thoughts on the Avila Institute and we could talk about what it means to be the director of the High Calling Program. Sounds good. Sounds good, Mark. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, Mark Holcraft here with Brad Gray. Um, Just over the break, it was such a pleasure to hear Brad talking with Dr. Holcraft um, just from their commonalities, not just at Franciscan University, but as they're talking, as you can imagine, in two minutes, spiritual theology and the spiritual life. Uh, clearly, it does not take long for these two to launch, <laughs> which yeah. is just beautiful. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, so, Joe, uh, welcome back. Um, were there any final comments you wanted to share just in regards to the Avila Institute? Yeah, you know... Mark and, and Brad, as we went to the break, the, the one thought I had is, is I, I touched upon, you know, priests, re- religious and lay alike, all taking these classes. And maybe the segue into me discussing the High Calling program is, is my experience um, of being a professor for the past six years with them and just journeying with priests and religious to, to be a professor of you know, men who have been ordained to the priesthood for 10, 15, in one case, 25 years, a mm. priest from Spain. 
is incredibly humbling and at the same time equally convicting. Hmm. You know, equally convicting in that to, to have a priest come to you and, and ask questions about the interior life uh, is just a call for me to go deeper in the spiritual life. So one of the things that happens with the Avalon Institute is, for me as a professor, but even for all the students, it's a journey where you're learning, but at the same time you're also giving. And I think in that kind of mutual reciprocity um, with the Holy Spirit in the middle of it is is a transformation. And so that really, in the end, is, is what the Avalon Institute is all about, putting the Holy Spirit in the middle of a conversation, uh, whether you are the instructor facilitating the conversation or actually teaching or the, the, the student on the other side. There's um, a mutual reciprocity there that I, that I think is very life-giving. So with that emphasis on, on the priesthood, to kind of jump into that conversation about the High Calling Program, what happened is, was uh, in 2016, Archbishop Gomez had reached out to the then-dean uh, in uh, at St. John's there in Southern California, the seminary at St. John's, Dr. Lewis, who was uh, working side-by-side with Sam Burke and, and the launching of the Avalon Institute to ask him about establishing a program that is devoted to that initial year of formation or a year that that guys are discerning the priesthood to, to bring formation into that year. Um, in 2016, there was a document released from the Vatican, uh, uh, Ratio Fundamentalis, which is a document that uh, speaks to priestly formation. And in that document, they speak to this initial year formation, which is really the fruition of a dream of St. John Paul II back in the early 80s, where he talked about the importance of this propedeutic year, which is just a fancy way of saying an, an initial year formation for guys who are still discerning the call, who fill that call but need formation into how to better understand discernment. So, so Joe, if, if you will, just uh, I'm going to interject. I, I guess what I'm envisioning is, are you talking, we're taking a, a seminarian and almost inserting a year of formation as a transition between their minor seminary years to major seminary, or is it from college seminary into major seminary, or where does this usually insert itself? It's 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 really this initial year that they're not even a seminarian yet. Mm. Oh, okay. It's 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 truly the initial year formation. Uh, so for so for the for the Avalon Institute and the High Calling Program, what we've built uh, going back to 2016 is a program that is at the service of diocese for men who are. Um, most of which are in the application process, mm, discerning okay. the call. So it's just not formation for the guy discerning and what it means to better discern or how to discern, right? But at the same time, also a, a vehicle for vocation directors and uh, and postulant directors so as to better understand, you know, their guy who's, who's thinking about becoming a priest. Mm. So what the Avalon Institute has done is built 13 modules, which are these three-week courses, which dive into the, the mystical tradition of the Church, the spiritual life, spiritual theology, to help these guys uh, come to understand what the word discernment means. Right? Sure. Yeah. You know, one of the stats that have come out in, in recent years are, um, are, are these crazy numbers of guys leaving uh, the seminary Late in their seminary years, who are wanting to rediscern, 
right? And I, I mean, I've had a number of conversations with bishops in which they're telling me, you know, there's too many guys who are leaving too late, and what's consistent is they're telling me they didn't know how to, to, to discern. Hmm. Uh, and so these bishops, in, in some cases, reaching out to me to, to want to talk about the High Calling Program. Um, because if, if you can establish that foundation spiritualized and come to a deeper understanding of of just not discernment, but in the light of that, you know, who we are as the Son of God and what it means to be configured to Christ as a priest, um, that that's the foundation that all these guys need. And, and not to say that, you know, some guys don't have them when they go into minor or major seminary, but to lay that foundation really is um, uber-important, and you can't overstate that. I mean, there's a reason, guys, why there are so many priests taking courses from the Avalon Institute um, on St. John of the Cross and St. Teresa of Avalon and St. Therese of Lisieux, because they didn't get it in seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had unbelievable conversations with priests who've been priests ordained for a long time. Um, and so when I had that encounter and the High Calling program was put before me, I saw that as an invitation to dive deep into... For me, what I thought to be very important, <laughs> just yeah. out from my own experience, which is to help men um, enter deeper into into their calling and, and what God is asking from them. Wow. So the High Calling program is, is pretty much done exclusively in conjunction with diocese, or do, do young men come kind of on their own sometimes and say, I, I want this? Or how does that work? Well, it's 75% of the time is uh, from the vocation director, and me, myself, reaching out to the vocation mm, director. Okay. Kind of a back and forth. But I do get quite a bit of emails from guys who learn about our programming, have the desire to learn more about St. Teresa of Avila and, and St. John of the Cross, and I say these these two, three figures. Yeah. We're just not about the Carmelite spirituality. We get into St. Ignatius and many others. Sure. Um, all those great spiritual masters that help us better understand what it means to discern. And so, yeah, we, we get guys, I get guys who reach out to me, and then what I do is facilitate a conversation between them and the vocation director to help them get on board. Sometimes the vocation director is unaware of, <laughs> of guys in their diocese reaching out to me. So they're super excited to hear from me when I'm calling them to tell them, hey, a guy's reached out to me, you know, from your diocese, let's talk. Yeah, I bet. Uh, so it's, it's both, really. Joe, I, I, as you were talking... You know, one of the things I guess I would like to draw out a little bit uh, is this: the relationship of these great saints. You're talking. You, you just lifted up some huge saints of the yep. church. You know, you, you refer to them as these great spiritual masters, these teachers. Um, how important is it that we, that our seminarians, let alone lay people too, um, allow these saints to also be their teachers, their formators? Can you speak to that some? Yeah. You know what I, what I would say off the top there, Mark, is what we have to understand is to neglect prayer is to neglect ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, so often we're focused on the doing, we don't understand what it means to, to just be in God or be in Christ or be in the Holy Spirit. Um, we're not human doings, we're human beings, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if we're going to get the doing right, we first have to better understand the being. And when you start talking about the being, what you're then talking about is the interior life. So, St. John of the Cross, now I'm thinking of off the top of my head, is one who helps us understand how the Holy Spirit operates in our souls, or 
how the Holy Spirit invites us deeper into communion with the life of God. And so when you have that before you, when you have that invitation that comes to us from just not St. John of the Cross, he, he brings illumination into that truth, but really from sacred Scripture, right? I mean, what do we read in Romans chapter 8, verses 23, 24, and 25? But it's the Holy Spirit who teaches us how to pray. Mm-hmm. So these great mystical saints, St. John of the Cross, uh, reach out to us and say, hey, let us remember that the Holy Spirit is the protagonist of our prayer, and if we're going to get our ministry right, we have to first get <laughs> the Holy Spirit right, yes. and be mindful that we need to be inviting the Holy Spirit into our life, into our souls, so that transformation begins. We can't transform other if we haven't first transformed self. Yeah. And so that's the emphasis of the high calling, and no doubt for these guys who are who are reaching out to us to, to be a part of the program. Joe, I, I love it. My, I gotta say my, my soul is glowing. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm loving what you're, what you're, what you're sharing here right now. So we are coming to the end of this segment, but I, for obviously the, the high calling program is, is for those that are that pre discernment period or they're in the midst, the early stages of discernment. Uh, the Avila Institute it, itself is, is a tremendous resource for, uh, so if people want to find out more about the Avila Institute and how they might get connected, what, what would they do? Yeah, just go to avalinstitute.org.com. You can just Google Avil Institute. It'll pop up. And uh, we've got a gal who will reach out to you online, Candace McMillan, and she'll get you squared away. It's, it's a real easy process to, to, to onboard at the Avil Institute. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I would encourage all your listeners to do so, if they feel so inspired. Awesome. Joe, thanks. I, in, for our listeners... Uh, we're going to take our break here in just a moment. When we come back, Joe is not leaving. Uh, he's not going anywhere, not just yet. Uh, we're going to continue with him. And so much of what he was just saying regarding the spiritual life and discussing the saints and the power of the Holy Spirit, we actually uh, we can read about more in a book, Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer. And when we come back, we'll discuss that book with Dr. Joseph Holcraft. <laughs> <laughs> 